Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Learning. IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. Get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com NPR. How President Zelensky surprised everyone and rose to meet the moment. This is the State of Ukraine from NPR News. It has been a dramatic political transformation. Before Russia invaded Ukraine, President Volodymyr Zelensky was polling at just 25%. Now, he has become a symbol of Ukraine's resilience. As the war enters its second year, NPR's Frank Lankfitt explains how Zelensky pulled it off and why some Ukrainians still have doubts about his leadership. Zelensky's transformation began with a decision to stay in Kyiv as Russian forces headed towards the capital. Alexei Arostovich is a former advisor to the office of the president. He was with Zelensky at the beginning of the war. Arostovich says he and others urged the president to move someplace safer. We said, uh, what about Christmas Isle? He said, I stay here. What about uh, saboteurs? I stay here. We're going to kill Mr. President by Russians. We said, I stay here. Say, give, me, give me a machine gun. I stay here. Aristovich says the president was thinking differently than his advisors. He understand if we uh, go out from Kiev, it will be great stress for whole defenders of Ukraine. And we thinking like a military people. He's thinking like a head of the nation. On the second day of the war, Zelensky went out on the streets and stood with his chief of staff as well as Ukraine's prime minister. The setting, a baroque building in the heart of Kiev that all Ukrainians would recognize. Recording on his phone, Zelensky sent this defiant message. We are all here. Our soldiers are here. The citizens are here. We defend our independence. That's how it'll go. People had wondered if Zelensky would flee. Dario Kalenyuk runs the Anti-Corruption Action Center, a public watchdog group. Before war, he was saying, there will be no war, relax, everyone... I was thinking, okay, this guy, he's not prepared. He showed the great example by staying in Kyiv. And honestly, it was a surprise for me. Zelensky became famous in Ukraine as a comedic actor. He ran for office in 2019 based on a character he'd created on TV, an earnest high school history teacher who rails against Ukraine's corruption and corrosive politics and becomes president. Zelensky won in a landslide with 73% of the vote. But he put friends from his entertainment career into key government posts for which they had no experience. And critics say he embraced oligarchs and undermined government oversight. People became disillusioned. Zelensky has controversial reputation. Um, He is a good visioner, but not very good manager. So he surrounds himself with yes-mans. But his decision to stay in Kyiv transformed public opinion. Irina Fedits is a sociologist with Rating Group, one of Ukraine's biggest independent research firms. His actions during the beginning of the war, I think they gained respect from people from different sides of political spectrum, even for those who were critical of him. As if taking on a new role, Zelensky dressed the part. He began wearing military olive green. Volodymyr Yamolenko is a philosopher and journalist who runs the website Ukraine World. There was a transformation, and uh, Zelensky is a person who is has this capacity of empathy. He creates this image that I'm one of you. The war 
only enhanced this feeling because he became much more mature. He has a bird right now. He is doing physical exercises. So he's trying really to look like a warrior. Zelensky rallied international support. Six days into the invasion, he addressed the European Parliament by video. The English translator wept. We're fighting just for our land and for our freedom. Zelensky's team tailored each address to its audience. Speaking to the U.S. Congress in December, this time in English, he invoked another wartime leader. I recall the wars of the President Franklin Delano Roosevelt. The American people in their righteous might will win to absolute victory. The Ukrainian people will win too. Absolutely. The result? NATO allies have sent more than $40 billion in weapons to Ukraine. To appreciate the turnaround this marked for Zelensky, consider his performance leading up to the war. I saw him in the Kherson region less than two weeks before the invasion. He was there to observe drills to defend against Russian sabotage. So we're just about 15 miles north of Russian-occupied Crimea, and we're watching the National Guard and the police officers here uh, stage a counterterrorism attack. Afterwards, Zelensky gave an impromptu news conference. He was defensive and confusing. U.S. officials had warned Russia would launch a massive invasion. Zelensky downplayed it. I believe that today in the information space, there is too much information about a full-scale war on the part of the Russian Federation. Then the president asked foreign reporters, standing there on the street, to provide him with intelligence. If there is any additional information about a 100% invasion started by the Russian Federation into Ukraine, please give us this information. In a later interview with The Washington Post, Zelensky acknowledged he knew an invasion was coming. But he said he didn't tell the Ukrainian people to prevent panic and damage the country's economy. Many here seem to accept that. But they also say Zelensky's government failed to prepare the country to defend itself. Tatyana Chornovol used to serve in Ukraine's parliament. I met her at a farmhouse in the Kherson region last fall. She's in the army now. And delighted in showing me around a basement where she stored the anti-tank missiles she fires. Chornoval says that before the war, the Ukrainian army left the route north of Kiev open to invasion, even failing to mine bridges to stop a Russian advance. What was done was simply criminal. There was no preparation for the invasion in order to prevent it. Kiev was not fortified in any way. The situation was even worse in the south. The Russians rolled into Kherson almost unimpeded. Jack Watling is a leading analyst of the war. He works at the Royal United Services Institute, a London think tank. A number of Ukrainian officers before the war started were very clear that they didn't have sufficient troops in the area, and they thought that was a major vulnerability. There was supposed to be about a brigade and a half of troops on that axis, and they were not in position. Certainly in the South, the level of collaboration with the Russians was higher than in other areas. Former leaders in the region also say an area near the border with Crimea was demined before the Russians invaded. Ivana Klimpush-Sensatsa is a Ukrainian lawmaker with the opposition European Solidarity Party. She says 
it's not certain exactly when this happened. But it seems that it's probably about 10 days before the full-scale invasion. Why would you do that in th- at a time when your country's threatened with invasion and the Pentagon saying they're going to come from every angle? We will be asking these questions right after the victory. <laughs> People here blame the swift loss of the South on the SBU, Ukraine's intelligence service. In July, Zelensky fired the head of the SBU, Ivan Bakanov. Bakanov was a longtime friend of Zelensky's with no security experience. Daria Kalinyuk says the episode illustrates the president's limitations. He's a good president of war. He mobilized citizens. He's not a very good president during non-war period. And his largest weakness is that he trusts to people who are his friends, and he is not tolerating different opinions. Zelensky grew up in the southern industrial city of Krivari. Alina Fialko Small was an actor there at the time. She said Zelensky used to watch her troop perform and sought advice on becoming a dramatic actor. She discouraged Zelensky, who stands under five foot six. I said, Vova, you are small, you have a hoarse voice, you're useless. I said, go in some other direction. She suggested comedy. Zelensky studied law at Krivery Economic Institute. Natalia Voloshunyuk, a finance professor, recalled him as clever, funny, and self-confident. One day, she said, another professor was unhappy with his behavior and confronted Volodymyr in the hallway. She made a remark to him that he was doing something wrong. Then she said, you should be proud that you study at this university. To which she replied, one day you will be proud that you taught me. Zelensky's career path has been audacious and inventive. Comedic actor, entertainment mogul, and now, most improbable, global symbol of democracy. Yermolenko, the Ukrainian philosopher, thinks Zelensky's shape-shifting nature is a way to understand him and to understand Ukraine, since it became an independent country some three decades ago. The Soviet Union collapsed. And uh, out of this... Anarchy can create something new. Uh, So I think Zelensky is one of those people. The good thing is that uh, these people think that impossible is nothing and you can create anything. The bad thing, he says, amateurs can end up in crucial positions. Yermolenko didn't vote for Zelensky. He's not sure he'll vote for him in the next election, whenever that is. But he says this of Ukraine's president. People really recognize themselves in him identify themselves with him, or he identifies himself with the people. And in the midst of this war, he says, that has been Zelensky's most important quality. Frank Langford, NPR News, Kherson. Thanks for listening to The State of Ukraine from NPR News. Our podcast is produced by me, Greg Dixon. It's edited by Nishant Tahia and Mark Katkov with engineering support from Brian Jarbo. Management oversight from Didi Skanky and Beth Donovan. Please come back to this feed for more on the war and its impacts around the world. This message comes from NPR sponsor Viore, a new perspective on performance apparel. Clothing designed with premium fabrics, built to move in, styled for life. For 20% off your first purchase, go to viore.com slash NPR.
This message comes from NPR sponsor Rosetta Stone, an expert in language learning for 30 years. Right now, NPR listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership to 25 different languages for 50% off. Learn more at rosettastone.com NPR. It's a high-stakes election year, so it's not enough to just follow along. You need to understand what's happening so you are fully informed come November. Every weekday on the NPR Politics Podcast, our political reporters break down important stories and backstories from the campaign trail so you understand why it matters to you. Listen to the NPR Politics Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.